host of the show is taking a much needed break uh, week off he's preparing for the draft he's preparing for Justin Fields to get him a little little help up there in Chicago so well here on April 27th you would think the NFL draft would be the biggest news here for Alabama but instead Tyler Buckner Notre Dame now transfer has committed to Alabama just less than really half an hour ago um he didn't waste much time, did he, Josh? No. You know, yeah, Kevin, Kevin's like, yep, I'm signing. Came in last night for a visit, you know, uh, has that former relationship with uh, Tommy Reese. And uh, Alabama, you know, convinced him enough to come. Uh, currently, that puts Alabama at five scholarship quarterbacks uh, with Ty, Jalen, Dylan, uh, Eli, and now uh, uh, Tyler Buckner. Um, what's your initial thoughts on him? It baffles me, Josh. It really does. This move baffles me for a multitude of multiple reasons. You know, you got, you're getting a guy from Notre Dame who struggled there and you're playing at Notre Dame who's in the quote unquote ACC and you're coming over to the SEC, better competition. You know, he struggled against Ohio State and he struggled against Marshall. I think he was 16 of 33 with two interceptions. 18 of 32. 18 of 32, okay. 18 of 32, which isn't much better. But, yeah, you get the point. Uh, and Notre Dame's not known to build or bring up quarterbacks that are a pipeline to the NFL. That's just not who they are. They really have never had the best athletes in the world. And quarterbacks definitely not their strong suit. So this move baffles me for sure. And I don't know what's going to happen with Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson. Uh, is one of them going to hit the transfer portal next or what's going to happen there? Well, reports have recently indicated that Stott, uh, Ty Simpson intends to stay, uh, and that now it kind of looks like Miro is going to be the odd man out, possibly leaving. You know, schools like TCU and Baylor have been thrown out. And uh, at first glance, uh, like you, I am very baffled. Um, you know, I really think this was an off season for both guys to really prove themselves. This is like some of the biggest shoes to fill and possibly program history with Bryce Young leaving, possibly one of the greatest players to ever play for Saban, if not the greatest player to ever play for Saban. And you're going to have to come in and fill his, shoe, fill in his shoes. Uh, so I think that's a real big, that was a real big task for both guys. And I know, as Saban indicated, neither guy was like dominant in spring. They both had their issues. Uh, but I think this is, uh, this sign really points to maybe a lack of faith in the Tide's development. At the position, whether it be they don't think Miller would have been ready or Ty wouldn't have been ready and that they uh, had to bring Buckner in, whether he's coming in there to start or whether he's coming in there to, you know, just compete and push Ty or push Milrow, um, it'll be, you know, bound to see over time. I think A-Day was way more of a concern than what some people 
view it as because there's a lot of people that are like, oh, it's just A-Day. It'll be all right. It's just A-Day. You know, people make mistakes. But I don't think Coach Saban was really genuinely concerned about the development of a quarterback between Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson. I think they combined for four interceptions in an A-Day game. And on national television, you just can't have that. It was a bad look for the program. Uh, it was a bad look for both of them. And, you know, you just can't have your quarterbacks playing like that in a scrimmage game when not everybody's live. You know, it's stadiums at half capacity. Because we're going to have to go on the road at Auburn, you know, USF, no big deal, Mississippi State. We got Texas coming to town. So we have some big-time opponents this year, and quarterbacks got to get the job done this year, if you ask me. Yeah, I think it was really uh, like an enlightening thing for most fans. You know, that hasn't seen either guy too much. You know, Ty had limited throws last year. You know, Miller got the start uh, against A and M last year, and you know, he had uh, problems turning over the ball. But also, you know, he he showed he could lead his team to victory in that game and also Arkansas when Bryce got hurt. Um, Let's talk about A.J. a little more in both quarterbacks' performances. Um, I'd have to disagree with that a little bit. At first glance, I was a little more – I wasn't as, like, not surprised, but, like, happy with the quarterback play. I thought there was a lot left out there. But when I went back and watched it, there were – I was much more, you know, not as upset as I was uh, upon first watch from the stadium view. Uh, I thought Ty really – his game was really hurt by a lot of drops. I think he had eight drops. And, uh, you know, that would have really helped his, uh, you know, completion percentage. You know, just didn't have the best day. Jermaine Burton didn't help him out at all. Um, you know, uh, Miller had a few drops um, uh, from guys like Isaiah Bond. So, uh, but Miller also had turnovers and tied it too. So, I mean, I think there's a, there's always room for improvement. You know, Bryce never had a, a great A day. So, I don't think A day is the most telling thing ever. Uh, about where the things are, but it also, but we're also not in a position to say either guy is re- was ready to be the starter. And I, uh, I thought over, over the course of spring practice, I thought Ty would probably assert himself just because of how better he probably was as a pure passer. But I don't think he really separated himself that much. And then this, in, uh, the lack of knowledge and, um, Comfortability and knowing who was a guy could possibly drive Miller out now, and that'll be bound to see over the next few weeks. Uh, we've also had another transfer uh, possibly come in, uh, UAB safety. Uh, he will be contending for um, – he'll be looking at either a safety spot or a star spot that's open for Alabama. You know, Alabama lost DeMarco Helms and Jordan Battle and Brian Branch. and the, uh, Brian Branch who will presume – Tyler Reed, and that it, Tyler Perry – no, his name is Jalen Key. Jalen Key. Jalen Key. Jalen um, I don't know where I got that. But, yeah, we're losing three members of the secondary, four if you count Eli Ricks. But at the safety position, there's a lot to be left desired. I think Caleb Downs will assert himself as the guy. Uh, Malachi Moore had a great A-Day game. And then Earl Whittle also had a very good A-Day game. So we'll see if Jalen Key uh, decides to follow in Tyler Buckner's footsteps and commit soon. Uh, but, yeah, this is uh, – this is a crazy day for Alabama fans. I don't think it anyone is a wild ex- day. I wasn't expecting this for sure, especially th- with Ty Simpson being there and Jalen Milrow. It seemed that both of them could be serviceable quarterbacks. I just didn't see this happening at all. I guess Tommy Reese, you know, he's got his connections to Tyler, and he's like, hey, come on down if you're not going to play Notre Dame. But that's another thing, too. If you're not starting at Notre Dame, do you really think you can come in here and be the guy at Alabama, at Alabama, Josh Bachelor? I mean – it's just baffles. It's just confusing. I just, I don't know. I'm not sold on him as a quarterback. Three for 
five against or three, three touchdowns to five interceptions at Notre Dame for 648 yards, I think. Uh, that's not going to get it done here in the SEC. It's not going to get it done at Alabama. And if, you know, he does get the start and he's making mistakes, I think we'll have a really short lease for sure. Yeah, and I think really what Alabama needs at quarterback is someone that can really get us through games. I mean, uh, we have a really tough test week two, like we did last year against Texas, this time at home, which I think will obviously be in our favor. Um, but also, we, you know, Ole Miss will be a tough opponent. we got to travel to Mississippi State. we got to travel to A&M. A&M Kentucky. A&M's always going to be tough on the road. Um, got to host Tennessee, and they have a – boatload of talent at quarterback there they almost have too much you know we got a host lsu who i'd say for now or almost probably has as good of a chance to win the sec west as alabama does especially with Jaden daniels returning and then we have to travel to jordan Hare. and you know jordan Hare has always proven to be probably the most difficult place for alabama for sure alabama to play over the years and whether that be a first year we're gonna have a first year starter here at alabama uh, whether it was Ty Simpson or Jalen Monroe, but now Buckner has started a few games, but he hasn't started a full season. He doesn't know the SEC, uh, the atmosphere. You don't know the SEC. He hasn't played against SEC competition like that. So You haven't played against not, SEC competition like that. Neither has Ty Simpson. So I, I just think that's going to be a real challenge heading into this year. It's probably now at the quarterback position, the probably the least certain I've been since – the start of 2016, you know, 2016, it was really a two-horse race, and then Jalen Hurts um, emerged himself as the main guy. So this year at quarterback, it's going to be a storyline filled. And uh, if all three of them stay, something like that could happen again. You know, it could be Tyler and Ty, and Jalen comes out of nowhere. First game, Middle Tennessee State. We're struggling moving the ball. He comes in, has a really good game, and we go on to go undefeated and make the national championship. Well, speaking of that, that'd scenario, be a great story. Speaking of that scenario, I thought I think we could have done that with the quarterbacks we had on roster. I mean, especially after a day, I think Dylan Lonergan was perhaps the most impressive quarterback Olsen on the team. Isn't terrible either. He didn't make. I think he made one mistake that maybe should have been picked off. But I thought Lonergan was very composed. Uh, I thought he was uh, quite exemplary of what maybe Tommy Reese wants as a quarterback. Uh, you know, he was doing his duty of handing the ball off, didn't try to do too much with his legs, like maybe Ty or Jalen did to resort to their legs. I thought Ty, um, uh, Dylan was very, you know, resourceful and calm, especially for a guy, you know, that's, you know, should still be a senior in high school. I mean, he's a very young kid. Um, but that Georgia competition, uh, the Georgia high school football, um, obviously prepared him for this. Uh, but I thought he would have been the guy in that scenario if Ty or Miller wasn't it against either Texas. Lonergan could have been the guy to emerge. What about his noodle arm? Lonergan? Yeah, did you watch those lame ducks when he tried to push it past the sticks? He does he, not have a downfield passing arm. But I don't think with Tommy Reese, I don't think there's going to be that much emphasis to have a, 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 a deep threat ball. Like, I think it's going to You, don't, you of, don't think Tommy Reese wants to be able to hit Isaiah Bond on a deep post when he breaks free? No, but we haven't seen we haven't seen Tommy Reese with those elite type weapons. You know, he hasn't had that at Notre Dame. A lot of his emphasis with Tommy Reese is going to the tight ends, and we saw a lot of that emphasis with Danny Lewis, who's a pr- presumed four string guy. He really asserted himself as possibly a starter caliber guy over C.J. Dupree. I think he led the tight ends with catches. Amari Nebach showed his progress. Miles Kitzelman, who only had like one catch in all of JUCO, had two on A day there. So we really see the emphasis in a Tommy Reese offenses of dispersing the ball out to the tight ends. 
to go off what you said, Aiden, I mean, Jalen Milrow's got a big arm, but he might be transferring a little bit. So I don't think having a strong arm is the end-all be-all for being a quarterback, but it definitely helps. I don't think Tommy Reese was worried about the deep ball at Notre Dame because he didn't have the weapons to make the deep ball happen at Notre Dame. I don't think you're going to find an offensive coordinator in college football at this level that doesn't want to hit Isaiah Bond or Kobe Prentice on a deep post when they break open on an option read. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think you're going to find anybody that doesn't want that in their in their quiver, in their bag of tricks. Did you watch you Bill O'Brien's offense last year? We still hit deep balls. No, no. Jermaine Burton dropped them all, but we attempted them. It, it was really, I mean, I know Jamison, Jamison Williams was definitely the biggest loss of last year's offseason, you know, because he's probably the most dynamic deep ball threat we've ever had. But, like, our deep, we really, there was really no, like, motion drawn up to get guys open to that degree. And there wasn't he, any pre-snap motion and that's what really pissed me off about Bill O'Brien. And, and, and Tommy Reese is going to use motion. I think that's what will draw up some open plays. But do we, I think it would be bound to see, is Tyler Buckner the guy that can hit those guys on deep throws? Is Ty Simpson the guy that can prove he can make those throws deep? Uh, right now, I have no certainty on who the quarterback's going to be because especially we don't know who's going to transfer out. While it may look like Milrow now, there's a lot of uncertainty at the position. Well, we're going to get to our first break here. Um, oh, no, we won't. Okay. Um, Hunter, any more thoughts on? Yeah, to go off what Aiden said earlier about Tommy Reese, Tommy Reese is going to have way more athletes than he did at Notre Dame, so we can be more creative. He can have more pre-snap motion and more deep balls if the quarterback, of course, is able to put the ball in the right spot. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, th- I think I think you're going to use a lot of motion too, just you know, because you have a lot of dynamic players. I mean, especially out of the backfield, that's something too. In a day, you saw uh, Justice Haynes is perhaps going to be one of those guys on, on offense that makes a bigger impact on day one as you know anyone in recent history. You know, arguably had a case to win a day MVP with three touchdowns there. I think you can really utilize him in special situations. Also, Jace McClellan, he's shown he's a very versatile weapon out of the backfield. While he's no Jameer Gibbs. Uh, he's really shown uh, recently how he can, uh, you know, catch and and make big plays out of the backfield and run for long plays. So uh, losing Jameer Gibbs is going to hurt this year because I feel like he was our best receiver. Yeah, I feel like he was better than Jacory and Jermaine Burden. I, I, I know think, that's surprising to say and a bold take maybe, but I really believe that he was our best receiver. Led us in receptions, yeah. third in yards. So second most receptions by a running back at Alabama behind Mark Ingram in that Heisman season. Um, Speaking of Jameer, um, how do you feel about him in the draft today? Where do you think he's going to Oh, man, go? I think he could either go to the Eagles. I think he's going to go to a juggernaut. He's going to go to, I want to say, Eagles. I'm leaning Eagles or Chiefs, and I think if the Chiefs get him, it's over. You know, everyone's playing for second place at that point because you're going to have Kelsey, you're going to have Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, and you can't forget you got the best quarterback in the country and the world in Patrick Mahomes. So if he goes to Kansas City, it's a wrap this season. Just go ahead and give the Super Bowl the Vince Lombardi Trophy to the Kansas City Chiefs once again, and Patrick Mahomes will have his third Super Bowl. Yeah, it really depends what the Eagles do. Um, I think the Cowboys are also a contender yeah, the Cowboys for him. too. If the say the Eagles go with Bijan early on. I think the Cowboys could certainly pick up Gibbs. Also, I've heard uh, the Bengals is a possible suitor for him. So that's another juggernaut there that, you know, Jameer Gibbs could 
going to make an early impact. I well, think the Bengals go tight end. I really do. If they need a tight end, I think they either go Darnell Washington, Kincaid, or Mayer from Notre Dame. Imagine that. Imagine that red zone threat that the Bengals would have in, like, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Darnell, and Darnell Washington. Washington. The scuttlebutt out of Washington is that Eric Bieniemy will not let Dalton Kincaid be available to anyone after 16 if he's still there at 16. Dalton Kincaid compares beautifully to Travis Kelsey as far as dynamics go. You think they take him over Michael Meyer if they're both available? Yeah, I think the only thing that kind of stops them is like if one of the top two offensive linemen are somehow available at 16, they'll have to go with that. But if Dalton Kincaid's there, it's more than likely they're taking him. So Peter Skronsky, Paris Johnson, those two? Right. Uh, I think there was um, one other guy out of Tennessee. Oh, Dar- Darnell Wright. Yeah, Darnell Wright could be... They, more, more than likely the, the pick at 16 will be Dalton Kincaid or Darnell Wright. That's interesting for the, you know. Kincaid's definitely the best tight end in this class, and it's not even close. He's definitely, like Aiden said, he's got that Travis Kelsey in him. He's got the wibble. He's got the athleticism. And I think he's going to be a star in this league. Yeah, Michael Mayer is an interesting one, too, you know, because that's a Tommy Reese product at Notre Dame. Uh, you know, Alabama has a tight end in Cameron Watt, too, uh, who'll probably be a day three pick around, I predict, day four or day five. Um, but it's, gonna, it's really going to be interesting to see how, you know, you know, Tommy developed a guy like Michael Mayer, how he can develop a guy like Amari Neibach, how he can de- develop a guy like Robbie Utes, how he can develop a guy like C.J. Dupree, how he can develop a guy like Danny Lewis. I think Alabama's got a lot of depth at tight end now. I think we're, we're down to six now with uh, Elijah Brown entering the transfer portal. And then you also freshman Ty Lockwood, uh, you know, who Alabama liked out of high school that, you know, was a highly coveted prospect by many Power 5 schools, you know, um, left Ohio State. Uh, to commit to Alabama out of high school. So, um, Who do you think it's the start at tight end this year? Do you think it's Dupree? I think it's DJ Dupree, but Dupree, I think we'll yeah, also have, like, too. I think it'll be many outlooks that will run at that tight end position. I think it'll be, you could see Dupree and uh, Lewis. You could see Dupree and Oots. I think it really depends on formation, and that's what I like about what Reese will bring. Well, I'm questionable about this quarterback decision. I, I do like the emphasis on tight ends uh, that Reese brings because there's not really – Alabama, you know, hasn't really had that dominant all-time tight end. I mean, O.J. OJ was really, OJ was big really t- good. He was a big-time uh, player. Irv Smith was decent. Yeah. I'd say Irv Smith was probably the most consistent tight end we've had. And, you know, Camelot, too, was uh, heavily featured in our offense. But O.J. was really a big-time player. Like, his two biggest games were both in the national championship and back-to-back years against the Clemson Tigers. So – It'd be interesting to see how we use tight ends, um, see the familiarity with how, I guess that may be why they're bringing in, uh, a quarterback from Notre Dame. Uh, is it because, you know, he knows how Tommy wants to utilize the weapons? Is it how he knows he wants to fit into the offense, you know, ground and pound, the comfortability, um, and the relationship he has with Tommy Reese? Um, it'll be interesting to find out over these next few months before Alabama kicks off against Middle Tennessee. It will be, and, to go off again, the tight end point. I think the tight ends in Notre Dame uh, was Notre Dame's calling card. It's been their strength for years now. And Tommy Reese, I think he's going to develop Dupree, and he's going to be one of our better receivers. I don't know if he's going to be as good as O.J. and Irv Smith, but he'll definitely be a contributor this year in the offense, and I think he'll be starting first game against Middle Tennessee State. And I'm kind of curious to see, and I'm fascinated to see what all he brings to the table this year, and I think he can be a key contributor on this team. And one thing I'll say, I wasn't the biggest fan on A-Day. It took us four quarters to really feature Malik Benson. And that would be, that's one knock I had on Milrow is, you know, Malik Benson was the number one Juco. He's one of the only five-star Juco's to come out of, uh, uh, you know, junior college. Uh, 
and we really took a while to get him featured. I know he's matched up against Kool-Aid, but there were some times he was matched against Tarion, who granted had a very, very good day. Um, but we really didn't try to get Malik many opportunities. I think once we start using motion more, um, I think he will be really heavily featured in that offense when he's, you know, alongside guys like Jacory, alongside guys with like Cody Prentice, Isaiah Bond. I think, uh, will really evolve to use guys like him. And hopefully that's what Tommy Reese will have to do over time. And whether it be Tyler Buckner, Jalen Milrow, or Ty Simpson, we'll see over time who is the next guy. We're going to go to break here. Uh, if anyone has any calls, please call in to the hotline at 205-342-9904. Probably seen their clothing around town on game days. But check out Christopher Mobley on the strip. Luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoops apparel. Clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Fiore, Grayson, and Mizzenamain. And if you haven't tried the Mizzenamain dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley. Luxury game day apparel redefined. Relax from our home base right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. As respected industry leaders, we are here working hard for you in an effort to provide you with excellence in sports medicine, excellence in research and education, and excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. The children's music and dance teacher who couldn't cha-cha. I was always on my feet. It was just so painful. Elisa couldn't let her students down. So she stepped up and went to the Good Feet store for personally fitted arch supports. I would work an entire day and my feet didn't hurt at the end of the day. That was when I knew, wow, these are different. But the really good part, it's good to be dancing together again. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We'll maintain the chance of some rain at times this afternoon, the high 72. Tonight, cloudy, a chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms below 60. Tomorrow, the chance of a shower early in the day, then becoming partially sunny. The high tomorrow at 75. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Alabama Crimson Tide lives right here. Tide 100.9. Oh! DJ Cumberbund. Oh, yeah! Yeah! I'm driving back on black. Just got my license back. I've got this feeling. Back to back. Really liking this song, but. DJ Aiden Dollins is cooking up in the studio right here. Welcome back to Cup of Joe. This is Josh Bashbar and Hunter Branley serving in for Joe Gaither, who is on a much-needed break. Um, let's transition a little bit. We talked a little about Tyler Buckner, and that'll be something, you know, that's talked about all week and for the next coming months, you know, because that's a hot topic. But let's transition to what today's mainly all about, the NFL draft. Bryce Young, Will Anderson. Brian Branch and possibly Jameer Gibbs could be hearing their names called and making their childhood dreams come true. Bryce Young recently, today, signing with Jordan Brand. Jumpman, Jumpman, that boy's up to something. Bryce Young, 
you know, a great career. And I can't think of anyone possibly more deserving of any quarterback we've ever had. Uh, I'm a Tua guy. Is he the greatest quarterback we've ever had, Josh? I think he is. I don't. I, think, I agree with you. I think a national and not winning a national championship as a starter isn't the end all be all. You didn't see it from you didn't see it from Tua. Um, you didn't see it from Jalen. So I don't think it's the end all be all. But Jalen won one seventeen starter. But but you know uh, Tua, Tua came, came in, in. relief. I'm, I'm thinking more like you know start the game, finish the game. But yeah, Bryce Young, you know. A great career at Alabama. You know, he's getting, you know, much deserved sponsorships he deserved in college and now in the NFL. You know, he's signed with Snickers, uh, he's signed with Jordan now, and he's also signed with Body Armor. Uh, but he's the presumed number one pick tonight to the Carolina Panthers. What you doing if Will Levis goes number one? I'd be shocked. Um, but, but. I'd be very shocked. You know, he's telling me flabbergasted. You guys been practicing one. your spit takes? I have, yes. Uh, it won't be just one spit take. It'll probably be multiple spit takes. I, I'd say I wouldn't. The whole bottle of water will be on the floor if he goes one. I, I don't think like I'd be a su- Steve Carell real. I'd say I wouldn't be as surprised as when Kyler Murray beat out to a, for the Heisman in uh, 2018. I think that was the mo- one of the most surprised I've ever been. Uh, you know, t- and then Tua showed it the next few coming weeks when they squared off. Josh, let me ask you this. What shocked you? Because Kyler Murray was a great college quarterback. we got to give him that all day. But what shocked you more? Kyler Murray getting the Heisman over Tua or an NFL team actually taking Kyler Murray number one overall? I, I don't think I was shocked by Kyler Murray. Who else was in that draft overall? class? If I knew who else was in that draft class and it was someone that was, I don't know, Derek Carr maybe. I don't know, you think Derek Carr is better than Kyler Murray? But definitely, uh, but definitely Kyler winning the Heisman was more uh, of a shock to me at the time because like, that season two was pretty much out of the games by third quarter, sometime even halftime. Uh, and then, you know, Jalen would come in relief. It was just like, while his stats were lesser than Kyler and he didn't have the rushing ability, he was probably as dominant of a quarterback I've ever seen at Alabama. I think he revolutionized the position for guys like Mac Jones to really have a dominant season uh, two years later, and then Bryce Young to follow it up with two more of his own. Uh, Aiden, did you find that draft? Yeah, so honestly, there wasn't much depth at quarterback. Uh, the next quarterback taken was Daniel Jones that year. This is the 2019 draft, but Nick Bosa, Quinn and Williams with the next two picks. You had Josh Allen was in that class. Um, Jonah Williams was taken there. Ed Oliver, great defensive tackle. Devin Bush, incredible inside linebacker. Yeah. Um, then, yeah, I'm surprised because I figured the Cardinals would take Josh Allen, but I don't know how good of a prospect he was coming out of Wyoming, of all places. He was very Will Levis-like coming out of Wyoming. Was he really? Very, very similar build, very similar raw attributes, but just that, very raw. But that's the thing with Will Levis, too. I would be shocked if he goes number one here, you know, because I think a lot of teams are now fearing of the Zach Wilson hype. You see a great pro day, a lot right, of arm talent, yep. and you, you buy into the hype and he, and you don't turn out. I think that's the same thing with Anthony Richardson. He, w- he probably has the highest ceiling of anyone in the draft, but his floor is quite low compared to someone like uh, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Um, I think Will Levis is a, has all the intangibles as a quarterback he'd want. He's got the height. He's got, you know, the arm strength. I just don't think you can risk overtaking someone like Bryce Young, who is, you know, proven to be the best quarterback in high school, proven to be the best quarterback in college. Well, uh, you're, get, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head right there, and, and this is where it gets into the egos of NFL general managers and scout teams. You know, Will Levis and Anthony Richardson absolutely have, particularly Anthony Richardson, yes. absolutely have the highest ceiling of any of the quarterbacks in this draft. Bryce Young, much more than being the best quarterback in this draft, he's the safest pick at quarterback in this draft, even more so than C.J. Stroud. However, 
what is it? What is it? NFL GMs have this ego about them where when they've got one of these top 10 picks, they, they almost want to like prove it to the world that like, no, I'm smarter than everyone and I can make the better decision. I'm going to pick against the grain and I can develop this guy into what he needs to be and I can put the team around him that he needs. And really what you're doing is you're, you're rolling a 20 sided die on a multi-billion dollar organization's revenue for the next handful of years. It's reckless and idiotic and it's based in nothing but ego. And that's why with an organization like Carolina that is very level-headed about how they do things, you're going to have Bryce Young go number one overall. Aiden directly calling shots at the Oakland Raiders right there. And in the Bears case, it'll get you fired. Taking Mitchell Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Well, that's just it. It's like you don't just get yourself fired. You get your whole team of people working underneath you fired. You've got like 35, 40 families that you're responsible for keeping fed as an NFL GM. And you decide to gamble with these raw prospects instead of taking the safe pick and keeping people employed. And sometimes it works with Josh Allen, but other times it doesn't with Zach Wilson who had a... Like you said, really good pro day, but I think pro day is the most overrated yeah. event in the world because you're throwing the guys in short, you're in shorts and a t-shirt, and you're throwing the guys who are running your routes at your own, basically, quote unquote, backyard in your own indoor facility. No pass rush, no really defense out there. So it's like uh, that's all well and good. You can throw the ball 80 yards, but how does that help you read a defense? How does that help you throw the ball into double coverage when there is a defense on the field? So I think Zach Wilson's pro day, bottom line is don't trust it. Yeah. Go with a smart pick. Take Bryce Young, Carolina. Especially with Bryce's pro day. He didn't try to do anything extraordinary. You know, he made some really good deep balls, some that were dropped by Jermaine Burton. But, I mean, I think Bryce is the same thing as Smitty. I think it's just, you know, concerns over, you know, really height and uh, be able to hold up to it physically. Both of them proved they could handle it physically at the collegiate level. You know, Bryce's only injury this year came really from his own demise. You know, he suffered seven sacks in the Iron Bowl uh, in 2021. Didn't get hurt there. But the one time he did get hurt is because he was trying to evade, and then he fell awkwardly due to a Drew Sander sack against Arkansas. So I really think Bryce Bryce is the really safe pick right here. If the guy, if the kid's even six one, six two, he you know he's a consensus one, number one pick. I don't think there's any discussion because he's the most proven. He's got everything you want uh, in the pocket. He's probably the best quarterback in the draft. But moving on from Bryce, what I would say. Who I would say is the best defensive player to ever play for Nick Saban while he didn't have as good of a season as he did in his sophomore campaign. Will Anderson Jr., you know, just one of the most complete pass rushers I've seen at Alabama. Um, 100 tackles and 17 sacks in his sophomore campaign. He dropped off to 51 and 10 sacks in his junior campaign. But also he won every award known to man on the defensive side of the ball. Um if the Heisman, if this year's Heisman where Caleb Williams won, if Will, if Will Anderson had had his sophomore, sophomore season yes. and junior season, he'd definitely win the Heisman, yes. He would win the Heisman. Um, yeah, so I think Will, I think there's a lot less certainty on where he could go. I think Bryce is definitely a one or a two because, you know, Houston's going to take him at number two if Bryce is available and say Will Levis goes to number one. But if Bryce goes number one, I think Will Anderson is now a real possibility at number two because I do think C.J. Stroud is quarterback two in this draft, but his S2 sco- F- S2 scores have really uh, pushed away the Houston Texans. Hey, from- Staker, he's a football player. Yeah, it has really pushed – push the Houston Texans away from, you know, wanting uh, C.J. Stroud. So I think Will Anderson's a real capability at number two, especially with D'Amico Ryans being there, you know, loving defense and, you know, having that Alabama connection, uh, you know, it's good. Uh, I would have loved Bryce to go there. 
at number two to Houston just because of John Mechie, D'Amico Ryan's connection. Especially I wouldn't. I would hate that. Poor kid. He's in a conference with Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Tua, Mac, Trevor Lawrence, Herbert, and the list goes on. And then you look over on the other side, NFC, and oh, hey, Jalen Hurts, uh, Kirk Cousins, no, Justin Fields, no, uh, Daniel Jones, no, I think I'm better than all of you, except Jalen Hurts, obviously. But I would much rather see him in Carolina as opposed to Houston. But if he goes to Houston, I can't complain. Yeah, and I don't think there's any discussion that the NFC South is the worst division in in all of the NFL. But I also think that he'd probably have better weapons in Houston. I think D'Amico would probably find the pieces, whether that be through the draft trading way, other picks to find picks. You know, they they have that pick at 12, whether they go, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba to pair along someone like Will at number two. That'll be interesting. But I think if Will doesn't go two to Houston, I still think Arizona's a real possibility. I think they could also trade back if some of the other teams really want to get their quarterback at pick number three. Uh, but other than that, I mean, you know, teams like Seattle are always in teams to watch. But I, I really think he's either a two or three today. I, I think there's really no possibility of him falling out of the top five. You know, there's been a lot of smoke around Tyree Wilson uh, from Texas Tech about him being the top edge in this class. I don't see it with him. They say he is a higher upside than Will, but, you know, just Will's, you know, while Will may have had, you know, a little downslope last year, and, you know, the awards, you know, kind of counter that. But um, this whole season season last year with Tyree Wilson, I never heard him mention, never heard of any defensive awards, nothing. But Will Anderson, I always heard him, always heard his name. He was always making plays, especially his sophomore season. And then, you know, you have some draft experts that were saying, well, his junior year, he didn't really pop off the screen for me. He didn't really make an impact. Well, no crap, because he was getting double-teamed every play, but he had three touchdowns against ULM. And I think the game, I think there was one game in sophomore season, he had four or five sacks, if I'm not mistaken. And I think that really did it for him to be the best player in the draft and the best defensive player going into this draft. And he'll definitely be there at two for the Texans if they want him. But it's interesting to see where they go. You know, you take Will Anderson, like you said, at two. You take uh, Will Levis at 12, maybe. No, no. You think Will Levis will fall? I think maybe. I think Will Levis could fall to 12, Josh. I really you know, do. You know Oakland. Or, no, I think I think if Will Levis doesn't go number one, I think he's almost a shoe-in for, at number four to Indianapolis. You think they say Stroud? You think Stroud's still there? I, I think, think if Stroud's there at eight four. or nine, then the Falcons need to draft him. Yeah, I think that's a real I don't think he's going to last either. I think Hendon Hooker maybe at 12. Speaking of Tyree Wilson, you know, that was the same thing really with Trayvon Walker really last year. You know, he wasn't that standout on the Georgia defense like a Jalen Carter was that even that year before his. Or Keely Ringo or Nolan Smith or something like that. You know, Kobe Dean. Or Jordan Davis. Yeah, know. the big Jordan. You know, he wasn't that standout, but he ended up being number one over the likes of Aiden Hutchinson, who got invited to the Heisman uh, ceremony. You know, the first four, first five guys were off off the board last year were off defense. I think we see a lot more balance of quarterbacks this year. Um, but, yeah, I think Will Anderson is almost a lot to be a top five pick tonight. It'll be great to hear him and uh, Bryson name called. And they'd be the first two saving players to be drafted one and two possibly. You know, the highest have been the likes of Trent Richardson, Quinnen Williams, uh, Marcel Darius have all been picked number three. So there's, you know, Alabama's had a lot of, you know, top ten talent, but we've never got one under Saban that's been a number one or two pick. And I think certainly think there are no better deserved than guys like Bryce Young and Will Anderson have been, you know, two-year captains for the university, uh, great ambassadors for the university. So it'd be good to hear their names called, you know, with the Alabama at the end. But moving on tonight, guys that aren't as certain as first-round picks. Wait, 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 before we go. 
day one guys, Brian Branch. Where's it going? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, that's where you're going to lead into. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. I thought you were going to move on to day two, guys. No, 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 no. Brian, Brian Branch and uh, Jameer Gibbs. I think Branch could go anywhere between 15 to 30. It's I just, think Bengals. Bengals with the lack of depth in the secondary now with Jesse Bates and Von Bell leaving. I, just, I think shit. it's what team wants him. I think he'd go as high as the Patriots, but I also think he'd go to a team like Jacksonville at 24. I think could fall to like 20 or 29 to a team like the Eagles uh, with C.J. Gardner-Johnson leaving. Um, but I think I think Branch really has a lot of flexibility to be drafted. I'd love to be see him drafted early. Go to a team like the Patriots. Um, Sticking with Belichick, but yeah, with Mac. I honestly think he would have come back if he didn't have that good of a bowl game against Kansas State. That was one of the best bowl game performances I've ever seen. You know, his pass rushing was impeccable. His, uh, you know, so many tackles for loss was a, a force to be reckoned with. Probably the best tackler in this year's draft. You know, made ninety eight percent of his tackles. You know, his only really deficient deficiency was when you know some of the faster slot receivers got vertical on him, uh, like Jalen Hyatt at Tennessee. You know. He had some struggles there. But I think, really think Branch, you know, he possesses that versatility of guys like we've had, like, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick, not as versatile, but, you know, he can play safety, he can play that star position. Um, I really think that's going to make him a desirable prospect for most NFL teams uh, for him to be a first-round draft pick. Uh, where do you think he goes, Hunter? Where do you see Brian Branch going? Like I said, I think he goes to the Bengals, and he is, like you said, he had his coming out party against Kansas State in the bowl game, which is really good to see because most bowl games, when it's not the playoffs, Alabama, they take it easy. They don't look like they're interested in playing football that day, and they usually get beat by 10, 15, 20 points to get their brains beat out. But, you know, he had this best game of the season, and I think that really did it in for him to be a first-round draft pick. And... Congrats to him. Congrats to all the guys that are going to get drafted tonight. But I think I could see him, if not the Bengals, if he doesn't fall that far. I think the Steelers are interesting. And the Cowboys, they need more guys in the secondary for sure. Trayvon Diggs is kind of getting lonely over there in Dallas. And I think they got, who else they have? They got another Bama guy over there, don't they? No. The Cowboys? Cowboys. Is it just Diggs now? I think so. Just Diggs and that's it. So, yeah. Well, maybe the Eagles if he falls that far, but... It'll be really interesting to see for sure where he goes. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna turn to the phones right now, and we'll talk to we'll talk about Gibbs uh, after the break. Uh, Cowboy on the line right now. What you thinking, Cowboy? You want to talk draft? You want to talk up, young, Tyler Buckner? What's up? What's up, young fellas? What's going what's, on, Cowboy? Not uh, much. Just driving up the road here. Um. So you guys. You're getting ready for the draft tonight. You got your golden flake potato chips and all that. Or do y'all eat golden flake? Because I see where their plants closing in Alabama in July. So maybe the young people in Alabama don't eat golden flake anymore. I don't know. You know, Cowboy, I'm more of a Doritos kind of guy. A Doritos really? dude. Nah, man. You get you some golden flake. Help support your local economy. Pretty people out of jobs. But all right, let's get on to the the draft a little bit, then we'll we'll um we'll go where I want to go here. You want to talk about the, the draft? draft? How are you feeling about tonight's yeah, draft? Oh, I'm excited about it. It's a great day in Alabama quarterback history. Yes. Well, well, hopefully, if all things go right, we're going to have the first Alabama quarterback drafted number one ever in the NFL, and we just got the first. Asian American quarterback committed to Alabama 
we're 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 hitting all kind of highs today. Yes, yes, we are. Setting all kinds of records. I think it really talks to, you know, the quarterbacks we've had, especially Bryce Young, that he has a chance to go number one here. You know, we've had some really elite quarterbacks over the last few years, and we've really been blessed as Alabama fans to watch these guys. Like, Tua was a revolutionary. You know, Jalen was a second-round pick out of Oklahoma after going to Oklahoma. Uh, Mac Jones had a great, great season, you know, but teams, you know, just weren't, you know, viewed him as QB4. Um, but Bryce really is the full package. You know, he doesn't have those injury concerns like a Tua. He's as proven as a Tua. He's as proven as a as a Mac. He's as proven, more proven than Jalen. So it's a really good day for our Alabama quarterbacks. I think it's, you know, really going to be a recruiting pitch for guys to come in, in the future. Uh, you know, we got Julian Sayan, another California quarterback like Bryce Young, already committed for the class of 2024. So I think it's only going to do better for Alabama in the future when they can show Bryce Young went number one here after, you know, he took a chance on us, uh, and said, well, he left home. He took a chance on Alabama, um, decommitted from US, USC and came to Alabama. So I think it's a really good pitch for Alabama to have guys like, Bryce be picked this high. Also, you know, have these defensive guys picked like Brian Branch and Will Anderson. You know, those are guys we went and took out of the state of Georgia from Kirby Smart's backyard, and now they're going to be first-round draft picks for the Crimson Tide. So, uh, Cowboy, any more other thoughts? What do you think about uh, Jameer Gibbs? Well, yeah, don't you think by the end of the week, next week, uh, of all the draftees that uh, – Bryce Young will be the number one in the jersey sales of the draft because I, I think Bryce Young will be great in the uh, Charlotte community. He'll have young kids really liking him. He's just the kind of guy that everybody's going to look up to, and you're going to see these little guys wearing Bryce Young jerseys around a lot. Um, you know, and it's just uh, it's a great day. Yeah, Bryce is one, definitely one of the most likable guys. I think he'll definitely be up there. I don't think. Or Will Anderson. Will Anderson might lead in Jersey sales. I think he'll be loved in Houston. Who, yeah, have y'all heard who Bryce has signed this in apparel deal with? I know he's a big fan of. Jordan. Jordan. Uh, 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 oh, he signed Jordan. I thought he might have went under armor because of his likeness of uh, uh, at uh, Golden State and maybe, you know, he would be the first guy to wear the Curry brand that uh, Under Armour is going to try to produce like uh, Nike does, Air Jordan. No, Cowboy, he's too much of a West Coast boy to rock that East Coast apparel. And I also think uh, Under Armour doesn't let their, – they don't have the rights to display their, their logo on NFL cleats. Like Justin Jefferson's, I'm pretty sure his logo is blocked off. I think Tom Brady's was blocked off last year. And uh, also guys like – I don't think Chase Young's there anymore, but guys like that. Uh, Wait, no, you can wear Under Armour. Well, you can, but I think that the, they didn't renew the rights to have their logo displayed on shoes. So they – what he's saying is the Bryce Young's personal the, the, logo won't be on his shoes. Yeah, so the Under Armour patented logo will not be on, be visible, and that's probably why a lot of players aren't going there. Maybe like in the in the most previous years. Oh, okay. All but, right. Well, what, what what do you all think about the quarterback situation now in Alabama? Personally, I, I'm kind of baffled. Uh, I really like the guys we had here. I like Milrow. I like Ty. I think they have been projects. But that's that's something about the transfer portal I'm not the highest on. I think it often causes a lack of development in what you have and what you recruited. Like, 
I'm really optimistic about Trez Marshall here, but I also was very confident in guys like Kendrick Blackshire, like if Clay Russo was to play inside, Jahad Campbell, Sean Murphy, all guys I was really confident in. Um, while we didn't have the experience or veteranship at that position with Henry Toto and Jalen Moody leaving, I think we really could have developed those young guys and, you know, almost forced them to, you know, accept that challenge of leadership. Like we've had guys in the previous, like 10 years ago, you just have to deal, deal with what you, or, you know, dealt yeah. regarding but, recruiting. But see, so. now, but see, now the environment's changed, and we've got a, a coach in Nick Saban that has coached in professional football, knows how you can trade players, pick up players on the wire to make your football team better, and ultimately Nick Saban is paid to win football games, and he's doing what he thinks and his ability is to make the football team the best that he can put on the field and be the most competitive next year. I'll and, say this, Cowboys. You, know, you, you, you as a fan would not want to go nine and three next year or eight and four. And and with some of the quarterback situation we saw, maybe that's what he's thinking. Um, and you can't knock the coach for trying to improve his roster because that's his job. The only thing I would say about that really is. If you're going to get a quarterback out of the portal, I would have the only one I would have really liked to get someone that I think would have been available possibly would have been Drake May, a proven winner that's going to give you a lot more. Or Grace McCall. From Grace McCall. Yeah, Grace quarterback McCall. Than Drake May. Hey, hey, I'd much rather hey. get Grace McCall. But I'll say this, Cowboy. I don't think Buckner is much better than Simpson or Jalen Milrow. I just reading from. Yeah, I agree here. with that. I don't think he's. I think other than his experience under Reese, I don't think he's going to bring anything that anything special more than Holstein or Lonigan. He's definitely nothing to write home well, about. He might. You never know. You know, um, all you guys in Tuscaloosa on these shows really are, are sending them, go, don't come here and kind of welcome, you know. Poor guy, y'all already beat him up before he's ever even tried to uh, throw a pass in seven-on-seven drill. It's every, not just that. Every it's show besides Gary Harris and maybe uh, uh, Ryan Fowler. Ryan Fowler. Yeah, Fowler will probably. I mean, you, guys him up. Are, you guys are beating him up like he's a punching bag. I mean, you know he he's got some pretty good credentials. Maybe he didn't look great at Notre Dame, but don't you think Alabama's got better skill players than Notre Dame? That is true, but you're also facing better talent than you were at Notre Dame, and if you can't beat out. Pine, Drew Pine, uh, I'm not sure. I don't think Drew Pine was a five-star recruit. So if you can't beat him out, uh, you're going to beat out Ty Simpson, who was the best quarterback in high school. He lost out to Drew Pine. He lost out hey, to Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman. Ty Simpson didn't play but 2A football in West Tennessee. Now, you guys, Ty Simpson needs development. He's not ready. How do you know he's not ready? You can see that in the game. He's and then he didn't play much last year. Well, he's behind. He's behind a well, I mean, older I, I mean, you know Dr- Bryce Young. You're, you're not. You're, but see, this all goes down to the point where you guys do not trust a head football coach that's won six national championships at Alabama. You guys are questioning his judgment. I, I don't. I don't do question his judgment on it. I don't really question his judgment on anything. I I love Nick Saban as the next guy, but I I, I also think you can. I think you. I don't think you question his judgment totality, but I think you can question certain decisions. Um, I don't think any Patriots fan was really optimistic about Matt Patricia being the offense coordinator 
while he was a defensive coach last year, and that certainly didn't work out for them. So I think you can question certain decisions at the position, and that's that's what fans can do. And ultimately, he can only prove us more wrong than, you know, he's got a lot of room to go. Buckner can prove us all wrong, and I think that's the biggest thing he can do. Well, Cowboy, we're going to get to a break right here. Uh, thanks for calling in. All right, be good, guys. in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers, and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. The children's music and dance teacher who couldn't cha-cha. I was always on my feet. It was just so painful. Elisa couldn't let her students down. So she stepped up and went to the Good Feet store for personally fitted arch supports. I would work an entire day and my feet didn't hurt at the end of the day. That was when I knew, wow, these are different. But the really good part, it's good to be dancing together again. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Work is a part of all of us. Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imaginable and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, PTA, and Federal WIOA, an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. We're missing their clothing around town on game days, but check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. Luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoops apparel. Clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Miz and Main. And if you haven't tried the Miz and Main dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel redefined. Never miss a moment of the action. Download the free Tide 100.9 app today. Josh Batchelor and Hunter Brantley with you right now. We got Matthew on the line right here uh, coming and talk to us for the last few minutes of the show. Matthew? Uh, yep. Hello. Hello. You can hear me, Matthew? Now I can hear you. I heard you, uh, you had some favorable words for Derek Daniel of State Farm. That's right. The State Farm hotline, I'm going to have to shout out. Um, I was driving, tire went flat. Um, called, of course, nobody's around when you call, and I said, let me just call Derek Daniel. Called Derek. He came out to where I was, helped me jack up my truck, helped me pull the tire off. We put it in the back of his vehicle, his nice vehicle, took it, got a plug put in it, came back, helped me put it back on, make sure everything was tight, told me have a good day. Derek uh, Daniel from State Farm. Very good. Derek Daniel's the goat. 
Derek Daniel is the goat. He is the goat. So, um, and then then on a side note, I just need to show y'all some little love and appreciation. I sure appreciate everything you do. I'm just a little armchair kind of guy, not not really into it. But you make me smarter and uh, make me stand in a crowd with other folks and bring up some conversations that y'all talked about. So I just couldn't do it without you. So I appreciate you. Thank you for calling. I appreciate Matthew. it, Matthew. Yeah, thank you so much. That's the big. That's the big thing about you know all of sport, uh, Alabama football too. You know, it's just something about talk about with your friends. Talk about you know connect to a larger community of fans. You know, Alabama football is one of the largest fan bases. You know, in college football, if not the biggest. You know, so it's real good. And it to resides people. in the city of champions, Tuscaloosa. It's it's a global brand too. You always see these people calling into Nick Saban's show from you know foreign countries. Um, some from Mexico. I've seen some from, you know, Asia, um, continents too. I meant to say continents and, and countries. But yeah, so it's, it's a global brand, Alabama football. It connects to a lot of people and it's really cool to see the community with Alabama football. I think the largest Alabama apparel store is in downtown Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv. Wow. Might be in Jerusalem, but I think it's Tel Aviv. Bigger than the soup store? Oh, substantially. Oh. Maybe, maybe not in square footage, but in, like, density of apparel. There is more apparel in that store, even if it's maybe not as many square feet. Global. They sell more products than anything in Tuscaloosa or Birmingham or Montgomery, for that matter. It's gigantic if you've never seen, like, pictures of it. Global brand and also now Alabama and NFL brand. Let's let's finish our NFL draft talk up. Um one guy we didn't really talk about much, Jameer Gibbs. You know, he's also a fringe guy, whether he's selected late in the uh, first round or early second round. I think that's definitely where he's going to go. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to take a chance on him. I'm going to say he's going to be a late first round pick, especially with B. John being selected early. I think a team like the Bengals or, or possibly the uh, Cowboys pick him up there. You feeling the same way? I am. I think it goes last pick in the first round to the Kansas City Chiefs. And you can go ahead and write off this year, Kansas City Chiefs go back-to-back Super Bowl champions, Josh Bachelor. Let's also talk about some second-round guys, third-round guys that could be drafted. Jordan Battle, you feeling second-round, third-round? I'm feeling second-round. I'm feeling second-round. Okay, Henry Toa Toa. Y'all are being generous to Battle. I'm feeling third-round for Henry. Third round for Henry. Byron Young. I'm going to go third for Byron Young. I'm going to go fourth for Byron Young. Let's go someone that's really fourth for Byron. different for like, we, we really don't know where he, he can go because he's a two-year starter at Alabama, but he also showed, you know, some, you know, glaring holes in his game. DeMarco Helms. I think around six, round seven. I think he's going to fall. Yeah, that dude's not getting drafted. I'm sorry, DeMarco. Eli Ricks. I think Eli will get drafted six round. I think I'm going to say Eli's a steal in the third round. You think I'm, he's a steal in the third? I'll go middle ground with Eli. I'm going to say four. Uh, Cam Watu. We'll do last Cam Watu, the tight end. Fifth round. I'm going to say fourth, fifth round, too. Well, thank you, guys. This has definitely been a monumental day uh, on Cup of Joe here. Tyler Buckner committed to the Alabama Crimson Tide at the quarterback position, transferring from Notre Dame. Coming up is Big Noon Sports. We'll be talking NFL Draft over the next few hours. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is Josh Batchelor and Hunter Burnley. Peace.